see this game going out I think the matchup to watch for is Ramsey on Devontae Adams because this team goes as far as he's able to go because if he's not playing well if him and Rodgers are they're not in sync then this team's not as dangerous as you think like Aaron Jones said kind of a down year a little bit Aaron Rodgers has been elite and you can mainly contribute that to Devontae Adams being healthy. When he's healthy, Aaron Rodgers is a top three quarterback in this league. And that's not a hot take. That's facts. Like, this game, it should be good. I don't know how high the scoring will be. It'll probably be in the 20s. Um, It all depends on if Aaron Donald plays because I think they lost uh, their all-pro tackle. Who is it? Bakhtieri or – Yeah, Aaron Donald – Aaron Donald came out today. He said he's feeling good, though it is a rib injury. Yeah. You know how NFL get down. I'm pretty sure that front line will be punching those ribs here and there when they get a chance, but he's supposed to play. Okay, so if he's going to play, then that could make it a a long day for Aaron Rodgers because when Aaron Donald's healthy, he's the best defensive player in the league probably – some days he's the best player in the league. So he can wreck that game. Plus they have Jalen Ramsey on the back end, which gives Aaron Donald more time to rush the passer too. So we'll see. I'm ta- I think I want to take the Rams as a sleeper in this game. As long as Aaron Donald's healthy, I think that this could be that one game this weekend that the favorite goes down. Who? What team was it that uh, beat Cam Newton in the Super Bowl? The Broncos. Broncos, yeah. That's what this team reminds me of. Mm -hmm. They remind me of that Broncos team where an elite defense, because we mentioned Donald a lot, but Leonard Floyd had 10 and a half sacks this year. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you know, that helps having Aaron Donald getting double, triple team. But they remind me of that team. And, yes, we still have up in the air, whether it be Walford or Goff playing, who's still, what, two weeks removed from thumb surgery. I'm going with the Rams this game. I think their defense is just that good. Jalen Ramsey, over his career, has been some of your favorite wide receivers getting clamps. And it reminds me very much of Revis Island. And I think we're going to see that. We're going to see that this week. I said it reminds me. 
Okay. Revis is Remind yeah. Revis up. Revis is retired, so he's the closest thing that we're seeing to Revis right now. And I think we're going to see a big game out of him, as you mentioned. If he can slow down Devontae Adams, not hey, he had zero catches. He's going to get his catches because he's getting 14, 15 targets this weekend. If he could have him to having seven, eight catches for only 60, 70 yards, no big plays, Rams all day. I see. I think Rams went by a touchdown. You already know which one I'm going to pick. If you, if people listen to the podcast, they know what I, they know my hot take was a couple of weeks ago about the um, the Packers and the Chiefs going to the Super Bowl. I will admit this is a this is a tough game because that Rams defense is, is special. Um, they line up well, but I also think that Dylan struggles with guys that are fast and guys that are really really technically sound route runners. So I think Devontae will get loose. Is he going to have, like, a record-breaking day? No, that's Jalen Ramsey, but I think he's going to get in the end zone at least once in this in, in this game. Um, I think now what I'm really banking on, honestly, more than anything else, is the brilliance of Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have to win this game with his arm. Um, they'll run the ball, they'll bounce it, they'll play action like they normally do, they'll do a bunch of that stuff. But it'll come down to Aaron Rodgers in the shotgun, finding his receivers, picking on the weak spots of the Rams' defense. Because every, every defense has weak spots. And I think that a quarterback as great as – Rodgers is find it now. Yes, that injury to Dr. Sorry is is it's tough to deal with when you have Leonard Floyd coming off the edge. You got Aaron down on the inside. Even if he's at seventy five percent, he's still a problem. So it's going to be tough. It's a it's a really it's a trap game. But it's going to be cold. Um, it's going to be cold up there, and them, you're going to see why them getting home field advantage for the first time in a long maybe even I think ever like in a long time, um, and maybe the Aaron Rodgers tenure. Um, that's gonna be that's gonna be a key part of this game. So I, I'm picking I'm picking the Packers by a field goal. It's gonna be tight. The Rams are a really good team, but Jared Goff also is playing with a splinter in his finger. Still, he still has the emergency surgery on the thumb. So that could be the that could be what ultimately does that team. And they're gonna run the ball a ton. Can the can the Packers stop the ball? Because that's the can they stop the run? That's the biggest question. But um, I, I'm going Packers by three. I think Aaron Rodgers goes four touchdowns. Ooh, so if they're throwing four touchdowns and they only win by three, I guess they're not stopping the run because I don't. Because the Packers haven't been able to stop the run all year. It's been their biggest problem. Well, it's gonna be a high, I think it'll be a high-scoring affair back and forth because Rodgers is just that brilliant. But I, and I also think because of Jared Goff's finger, they're going to run the ball a ton. But if you can get them in third and long and make Jared Goff try to beat you, he didn't miss some targets just by default. That thumb is messed up. He was missing targets last week. He was compromised. Seattle's just not that good. So, you know, defensively anyways and offensively, it doesn't seem that good. <laughs> so, you know, it's 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 going to be – it's like it's like getting him in third and long and making him try to beat you with his arm. I don't think he can if you get him in those situations. We'll see if they can stop the run at least three times that game. Next game we got I, – I personally think this is the game of the weekend, at least on Saturday. This is the biggest game to me. Baltimore at Buffalo. Mm-hmm. You got Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen. They get their first playoff wins. It's probably going to be snowing. Lamar already has alluded. I'm not really a fan of the snow. Never really played in the snow. How do you see this game going? Who y'all picking, Buffalo or Baltimore? I'm going Baltimore. I'm going Baltimore. It's time for the Josh Allen 
Chip, Josh Allen, <laughs> Chip is, is going to come crashing down this weekend, bro. I'm excited, bro. Hey, listen. By the way, I'm not rooting on dude's failure, man. I'm really not. Like, it, it really not. One way or another, he it's going to be a tough, it's going to be slim picking, but for him. But um, I think that Baltimore is going to do it. It's going to control the trenches. They're going to win this game on the ground. It's going to snow. It's going to be hard for receivers to run their routes. It's going to be hard. Josh Allen will throw the ball a mile in the snow. I'm not, it's not about that. He's that talented with his arm. He really is. But um, I think you have to win this game in the trenches. And I think that Lamar Jackson's going to do a really good job. And and they got J.K. Dobbins um, and their other running back. Man, I'm just forgetting his name right now. Wow. Um, Gus Edwards. Gus Edwards is back. Gus Edwards. That's right. They're going to control the tempo of the game on the ground. And they'll take their shots down the field every here and there. Um, but Lamar is a problem. The Bills, the Bills got beaten in the trenches all game last weekend against the Colts. They, they were not convincing on defense. So it's not crazy to think that the Rams are going to – the Rams – that the Ravens are going to control the trenches and make this a really tough day for them and really keep Josh Allen and Von Diggs off the field. We'll see. I, I, I'm going Ravens by a touchdown. That's tough. This this Yeah, this is the toughest game I feel like to pick because deep down I want to pick the Bills because their offense is a lot better, but they just lost Zach Moss who – He's been playing a little better than Devin. Yeah, they don't throw up the game, so now they're going to have to rely on the pass. They have no running game anyways. No. Their run game is Josh Allen scrambling, and that's basically it, which, I mean, you could say the same thing about the Ravens too. But, yeah, the Ravens can just slow the, slow the game down, run it as they always do, run it 40, 50 times a game and keep it a low-scoring game because you're not going to win a shootout. Like, the Ravens – one thing I've seen with this Lamar team is if there's a shootout, he's not going to win it. Like this game being in the snow kind of actually works in their favor because it's going to slow the game down if it is in fact in the snow. So I think I might have to roll with Greg. I might have to agree, agree with Greg for once. Uh, I like the Ravens in this game. I'm going to say like three points. Um, wow, so it looks like we're all on the same page. I'm going with the Ravens. I think they have one of their days where they run as a team for 300, 350 yards rushing as a team. They keep them off the field. And the thing about Baltimore, they got no problem playing man. So Josh Allen isn't going going to – see these tight windows this weekend. Josh Allen will have to make the kind of throws that will make people really say, oh, you're better. He's he's on the same plane as Pat Mahomes. We're going to see it this weekend. They're going to play a ton of man because they're going to the heck out of him. So we're going to see it. He's going to have to make some real tight window throws. Thank you, Antonio. Great, great point. He's not, yeah, he not so. going to do it either. He's not putting them down. He's not. Marlon Humphreys and Marcus Peters are going to have a day because he, they're going to make it. These windows are going to be super tight. you got to be accurate with that football. So we'll see. Yeah, but yeah and being that. My fault. My fault for good. But go ahead. Like the Ravens, they're going to have to throw it at some point in the game. So Lamar, he can't just rely on his legs, run it 20 times, think that we're going to run the run pass option all day and that's going to work. There's going to come a time where they might be down and we're going to have to see if Lamar can get the job done as a passer. So that's what I want to see. If it's a close game and he, he needs to make those types of throws, can he? We'll see. I think you're definitely going to see one, one to three, between one to three big plays going to Hollywood Brown. Mm-hmm. And 
you'll see Des Bryant show up in the playoffs with five to six catches. Oh, that's a big, that's a big, that's a hot take. Whoa. I think, I think he'll get five to six catches. Uh, being that you're going to have, I think they, I think they're really just going to run all over them. So you're going to have to play action. You're going to have your short routes. They're not really a, a long throwing team anyhow, but I think you're going to get one or two plays where you saw it in the first half of the game last week. He throws that first, first series, he throws the interception, comes back. They get a little bit of a running game going, play action, boom, 30-yard pass. You're going to see one to two of those this game, definitely, because Buffalo's going to end up at some point, it's going to be eight in the box. They're going to have to. At some point, between Gus Edwards, J.K. Dobbins, Lamar Jack, you're going to have to. It's just start that. that way. Help me start with eight in the box, to be honest. That's, that's the way they're going to see it. Well, speaking of Bills, they got fans, so – they're gonna have fans in the stands for this game. Oh, for, oh, for sure. We we definitely have sleeping on the Bills. They're a very good football team. It was a nice season, Buffalo, but it's over on Sunday. On was Saturday? Saturday it is. Saturday, yeah. Y'all Saturday. don't even get y'all don't even get till Sunday. Y'all get till Saturday, but it's okay. Like it's a good season. Josh Allen looked promising, and he can go get be more accurate. <laughs> he he, he looks promising. No, it's one good year in a perfect ecosystem, bro. When Daniel Jones turns it around, am I going to oh, hear right. we going to get? Am I getting the same treatment? What's the next year? What's the next? Are we are we, are, are we going to give him the same treatment? Are we going to give Daniel Jones the same treatment? Can we compare Daniel Jones to Pat, Pat Mahomes after one good year? I promise you, they Heck won't no. do it. You see? No. So what's the, you might what? you might do it? No, I won't do it. I'm not stupid. <laughs> That's why I'm not stupid. That's why. Okay, but, but Josh Allen's getting comparisons to Pat Mahomes after one good year, a perfect ecosystem almost. Almost perfect. They don't have a run game. Outside of that, like, come on, guys. Like, look, it's over this weekend, guys. It's over. Next game where I'm pretty sure it's going to be eight in the box. Cleveland at Kansas City. Cleveland, top rushing team in the league. Kansas City does not do the best job of stopping the run. Mm. How do y'all see this game panning out? Do Kansas City advance, or are we seeing an upset this weekend? This is where we see the biggest blowout of the weekend because this is where the Browns die down this week. Ooh. Mahomes is Mahomes. He's the best quarterback in the league. The Browns secondary is not that scary. They haven't faced Tyreek Hill yet. They haven't faced Kelsey yet. There's so many weapons on the Chiefs that they don't need to really run the ball, even though Hilaire might be out. They still got Le'Veon Bell, even though – I don't even think they need to use him. Just let Mahomes – let him play backyard football. You, you, y'all remember Pablo? Pablo? Yeah, let, let him work with Pablo real quick and, and cook the Browns this weekend because it's not, it's not looking good for, for, for them. They had a good game against the Steelers, but if we look the last month of the season, who hasn't had a good game against the Steelers? So I honestly think that this could be a, a two-touchdown defeat. For the Browns. Speaking of the still, speaking of the stills before we before you go, Greg. Somehow Chase Claypool parlayed <laughs> this into a brand deal with Jordan, and I got a notification on my TikTok. I didn't even know you could do this on TikTok. Claypool is going live, and he's bashing the Browns and how they're going to get smacked this weekend instead of just taking that loss like a man. But go ahead, Greg. Cool. Um, they got to stop talking all together. Um, 
all that Corvette, all that Corvette, Corvette stuff. That's done. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody doing a Corvette, Corvette anymore in, in Pittsburgh. They mad, right? It's all done. Um, but <laughs> if we're talking about the game, my guys that are in the playoffs right now, um, look, I chose the Chiefs to get the Super Bowl, but I, I, I really am scared about this game, guys. Like, I'm really, really scared about this game. I, I really think the Browns could do it. And I hope the Browns do it. I hope the Browns pull it off. I think Cleveland fans deserve it, man. I hope they win this game. They, they, they can run the ball really well. The Chiefs don't stop the run. Who's, on, who's stopping Nick Chubb? If you put eight in the box, if you put eight in the box, then Baker's going to tear you up. Baker's a good enough quarterback to tear you up if he can stand back against an eight-man box and find Jarvis all day, Austin Hooper all day. Um, who am I forgetting? Higgins, right? Like, they're going to be able to – they're going to be formidable, man. It's going to be a game. It's going to be a high-scoring football game. I don't think the Browns are going to stop them either because it's Pat Mahomes on the side of the ball. It's going to come down to – it's going to come down to the wire. And I, I hope I'm right about this. I do because I can easily see a world where the Chiefs win this game by – of course, like Miles was saying, it, it could happen. Um, they're that good. If if Mahomes is on, it, it, that could go. It could go that way. But I, I'm picking the Browns, bro. I'm picking the Browns to win the game by a field goal, man. It, I'm picking them. I'm, it's stupid. I'm gonna regret this next week. Let's see what happens. But I think Browns win by two, um, 37-35. I mean, I do think that they have the right game plan to beat the Chiefs. The Browns do because. If you look at it, the teams that mainly have given Mahomes trouble are the teams that keep him off the field as much as they can. Like you, you're not going to beat Mahomes in a shootout. That's just not going to happen. But if you if you limit the time that they're on the field, then that's in a sense stopping Mahomes because he can't go out there and do what he wants to do. So the Browns, yeah, they need to lean on the run game if they want to stay in this game. And they're going to have to score touchdowns. They can't get field goals because then two seconds later Mahomes will be running down the field to give a piggyback ride to Tyreek Hill that's what that's what I could see happening on Sunday so mm-hmm. I do I do think that the Browns could make this a, be, a bigger game or a better game than I'm saying it's going to be Cleveland Browns are winning this game. They're going to keep Mahomes off the field as much as possible. I'm predicting Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb each get 100 yards rushing. They're going to win the game. I say it's going to be something along the lines of 31-28 Cleveland. Mahomes is signed for the next 10 years. He'll come back next year and they'll try again. I think it's Cleveland winning this one. I got Cleveland pulling out the upset. Only thing I don't like about this is my man Odell don't get to enjoy their success. Mm. Maybe they'll make it to the playoff, to the uh, Super Bowl, and we see him do a T.O. and play on one leg. But that's the only thing I don't like about this because we know what the narrative is going to be. If they beat Kansas City and they're able to make it to the Super Bowl, Baker was able to play better without Odell. And that's the only thing I don't like about how they actually are winning. It's true, though. He has played better without him, even though it's not Odell's fault. But they just don't need that many weapons. Like, it's a run-first team. Jarvis does enough. They 
They feed the tight ends. Having Odell is kind of a luxury for the Browns at this point. So I think next year you probably trade Odell in the offseason. As bad as it sounds to trade this guy while he's hurt, they don't really have a use for him on this team. Like Jarvis is their number one guy. Higgins, a lot cheaper than Odell, by the way, has filled in pretty well for this team. So if you need a receiver, call the Browns. Next game, Tampa Bay at New Orleans. New Orleans has already beat them twice this year. It's hard to beat a team three times in the same season. It seems like Tom Brady has found his groove. He was able to go back to New Orleans and pick up his old arm. How do you see this game panning? <laughs> How do you see this game panning out? Bucks, Bucks. I think the Bucks are gonna pull it off, man. I think it's time. Uh, I think it's time Ja gets off his high horse. I think the Saints are, are going out sad this weekend. Um, and, and honestly, it pains me to pick pick Tom Brady, honestly. But if we're just doing this objectively, I think that I think that I don't see how they beat Tom three times in a row, especially with the way Tom is playing right now. Um, the receivers have got it going. Mike Evans is playing really well. They've figured out a way to feature Antonio Brown in the passing, passing game. Um, I think they're going to gash him in the passing game all night. And they're going to they're going to balance it with the run with the run game a lot because they got Fournette um, running back there and they got Jones running back there too. And they're just playing they're playing a really high level football right now. So after I watched Saints kind of sputter a little bit last weekend with with the Bears, not really convincingly beating them, right? It was, I don't know if I'm the only one who feels this way, but I just I just I didn't walk away impressed with Drew Brees and those guys after that game. I really think that they're going to bust the heck out of Drew Brees that, that on Sunday. Um, I think the I think Tampa Bay is going to win by two scores. They're going to win convincingly. Um, I, I really do. But, you know, that's just my take there. I don't know if that's a hot one, but take nonetheless. I think uh, the, the ball's moving on. Yeah, I like Tampa Bay in this. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not betting against Tom Brady. He's done this for – how long has it been? Two decades at this point. Right. And he's starting to hit his groove now. Like over the last month of the season, he's been like a top five quarterback in the league and then comes out and has a game like he did last week. I, yeah, like you said, I don't see the saints beating Brady twice, especially him coming in, in a groove. Like it took a little while for them to mesh, you know, bringing Antonio Brown in, it took a little bit for him to gel with Brady and these other receivers, but he's kind of – he's the X factor for this receiving core because Godwin's good, Evans is good, but we all know that Antonio Brown was, like, the best receiver in the league not not even, like, a season ago. Like he, he has his trials and tribulations, but he seems to have gotten that in check so far. So I, I think that – I don't know if Drew Brees can really get into these shootouts, especially like Tampa Bay's defense, like the secondary's bad, but they have a good pass rush. So the goal for them should be to blitz Brees as much as possible. Make him get it out of his hands. Don't let him get it to Mike Thomas. If he's just dumping it off to Alvin Kamara, that's wasting time. Cause I mean, Kamara's good, but they're going to have guys for that. I, on this offense, I really only see two weapons. It's Kamara and it's Mike Thomas. 
like you look across the field, you got Fournette, a luxury that they lucked into this year. If Ronald Jones comes back, that's even bigger of a plus for them because he's their best running back, not to mention the three stud receivers that they have. So, I mean, if we're playing Madden, clearly I would pick the, the Buccaneers to rock with. So that's my pick. Tom Brady, as much as you've given me pain over these years, I'm, I'm rooting for you on Sunday this week. Um, the Saints, I think what you're going to see a lot of is you'll see a lot of mixture of Taysom Hill this week to try to get him in there in the Wildcat, catching the ball out the backfield. Against their in their wins, he's been easy to say, he's been a, a huge piece in their production. Alvin Kamara, he'll probably still get his stats, but I just see it's the wrong time for them. You're not beating Tom Brady three times. I can't, I can't see that. If I'm a betting man, I'm not putting money that you're beating Tom Brady three times in the same season, unless you're the Giants with Michael Strahan in them. But I can't, I can't see it. Antonio Brown is in the groove. Call God. Call God. Antonio Brown is back, staying at Tom Brady's house, got him focused, committed, playing well, no off-the-field antics, none of that. I think we see Tom Brady get to that next round. We'll talk next week. If we get to the Super Bowl or not, that's another discussion. But before we hop off, before we hop off, our fellow co-host who is not with us tonight, for personal reasons, um, such as Kyrie, <laughs> he decided to send us in the group chat. Kyrie had, um, not Kyrie, KD had time today. You know, he likes to respond to fans on occasion. A fan threw some shade at Harton, basically saying that he's just a great individual scorer. KD defended it. That narrative is tired, my G. You think we have to prove to random people who've been watching us for a decade that we're good at basketball? The fan responded, legacy already solidified to real basketball minds, but to average fans. They still want to see y'all lead without the stacked deck. KD left it as, you're an average fan. He, he He probably meant to say fans want to see you lead without a stacked deck. That's what he meant. And, and that's what I'm saying. That's why this goes back to the main point of the show earlier. The pressure's on KD as much as it, as it is on Harden because KD, he hasn't done this on a team that hasn't had has that has a stacked deck. Leading this team to a championship with all these personalities is, is, is going to be impressive, right? Like, that's an impressive achievement for him. But we haven't seen it yet. He hasn't proved it yet. So he has something to prove. He really does. And, and, and I know people don't feel like that because he's one of those rings that but man, I don't look. He walked into them rings. He walked into those rings. He really did. Um, so yeah, that, that, that'll go to that. But Katie always got time. Katie always got time. It's next world, bro. It's next world. That, that's really what it is. I think you mentioned you mentioned it's a lot of personalities on that team. I think what we need to do as a show, our listeners, our followers, I think we all need to make sure, you know, when you go to sleep at night that we keep Steve Nash in prayer. He has a lot on his plate. You got probably, you say the most skilled team in the league. 
I say he has the most sensitive team in the league. And that's a lot to deal with as a rookie year as a coach. Yeah, but experience for him. He'll be but, all right. You're gonna look in the huddle, he's gonna be sitting and they're making the plays. He'll be all right. I think, I think prediction, I think you see Steve Nash take some personal days too this year. I think you see for his mental health, I think he's gonna take some um, personal. Coaching in general in the NBA is very hard. Coaching superstars is even harder, no matter who you're coaching. For your first year, your first year ever year. coaching, you have let me, KD, why, Kyrie, and Harden. Why is everyone making Steve Nash out to be the the, 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 the sympathetic figure? I don't feel bad for Steve Nash. Guess who won the job? It was him. I was fine with Kenny Atkinson. And you want to go get but your, your you want to call your buddy up, John Marks, and go, oh, I think I'm ready to coach now. All right, then coach. He's finally doing a better job of his rotation, Steve Nash. I haven't loved him as a coach so far, but he's doing a better job. Um, and and before That's six we... guys. That's a small rotation. Isn't... <laughs> hey, hey, five guys went out and beat your Knicks the other night. So if I were young, calm down. Right. That's fine. <laughs> okay. Uh, five of them went out and beat your Knicks. And it was, it, was our, it was our last five, okay? They'll, they'll, he's doing a better job in all seriousness. And, and all my Knicks fans out there, um, I will leave you with this. Reggie Perry was the 60th pick in the NBA draft. Um, and I'm pretty sure y'all played Mitchell Robinson the other night, too. So I'll leave you guys in that awkward tidbit there because I don't know what y'all about to do. It's a, it's, a, it's a dire situation in Manhattan. And if I were y'all, I'd get out of here. I'm making a plea to all Knicks fans. I'm taking applications in the, in the bench mob DM. If you want to be a Nets fan, send me a four sentence, four sentences on why y'all want to be Nets fans. And I might accept it. I might let y'all on the team because you know what, yo, we take it's next world. We we I'll take people on board. This is about to be a fun ride. I'm telling y'all. So listen, I, I hope that if I can do nothing else with this show, I have to convince Knicks fans to leave their misery, leave their abusive relationship they're in. I, I, I really believe I really believe that that's what God put me here to do, to convince Knicks fans that leave this abusive relationship and go somewhere where they can be loved and they can and they can feel love and they can and they can feel like yo. I'm really rooting for something that's representative of what I of, of me like. It's competent. The Nets are competent. The Nets are, are sustainable. Like, come on, Spurs East Spurs, remix. Oh, oh, he went there. He went there. Sustainable. It's gonna be sustainable, bro. It's sustainable. Right, so, See, oh, look. Look. Send the application. Send no, 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 you go. You go. You go. Send the application. Send it. Send the application. All right. So when Katie's the only one there, and Harden's running his own Magic City, and Kyrie's over in Asia meditating with Buddha. What are we gonna say? What are we gonna say a couple years from now? I don't know. Was it worth it? Was it worth it? Miles, here's the point. Here's the thing, though. If I have KD, if if that all in the worst case scenario, if your worst case scenario is I still have KD, the Nets will still be a better team than the Knicks. So even at our worst, we still won't abuse it the way the Knicks do. We'll still have James Dolan as your owner. Things won't, yo, listen, guys, things aren't going to change. It's okay. Maybe the final straw will be not getting Kate Cunningham this year for you guys or not getting Jalen Suggs or getting a, a promising point guard in this upcoming draft. Maybe that's what it is, but it never seems to, to enough. Knicks fans are special. I, I really don't know what's going on. When you look at the daily say. news each day and you see in Times New Roman 10 font at the bottom, the net score from each day, then you'll realize that it's really a New York Knicks town. It's always going to be that way, regardless if we're winning or not. Because I think at the end of these two years, 
I don't know if it's worth it or not. I'm going to leave it at that. I don't know if it's going to be worth it. It'll, it'll be worth it. Eight picks, eight picks is a lot to give up for one guy. And by the way, no one reads the newspaper anymore, so who cares? <laughs> okay. <laughs> no one reads the newspaper anymore. The Nets, the Nets, the Nets may not ever run New York. All right. The Nets may never run New York. Guess what? The Nets will run, the Nets will run the tri-state area. The Nets will run, the Nets will run the national perspective. We're gonna have fans, the young fans, the kids coming up, they're gonna see this star-studded team and they're gonna be like, yo, this team I could root for. Great jerseys, great home court. Great brand, right? We're gonna put some championships up in the ban- in the banners. We got a great list of players. So know. championships, y'all gotta focus on one because there's, 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 there's a lot of, there's a lot of figures on this team to to sort through. I think ultimately in the show, y'all will never win anything because D'Antoni is on that squad as a coaching staff. D'Antoni will mess it up at some point. Defense, defense is not a priority. As we've seen, you like have exactly. <laughs> you have D'Antoni on your coaching staff. You have Steve Nash as your head coach. Both people that come from no defense systems. You have James Harden added to the mix. It's too many personalities. Y'all won't win a championship. You still got to deal with the Lakers. Lakers in six, not five. Brooklyn. Oh, we added James Harden. Lakers in six. If you stay ready, you don't got to get ready. Bench mop. We out. Peace. Lakers Peace. in six. 